0: Dr. Fury, I think it's time. You're here with a mission, sir, trying to get me back in the world? Trying to save it. What are you asking me to do? It's called the Avengers Initiative. (laughs)
1: <laughs> welcome to the fan freaks podcast it is i james dr rude ramos md uh and i am joined by
0: agent the masterful dude of Dude in this the face that runs the place the host with the most and the most grandose coat. what bone king where where uh, is he
1: well you see we've slid back in the timeline a bit to what? a time before there was a bone king in fact, it was to a time before there was even a Fan Freaks, before there was We Are Group, before there was Xavier's League, before we even started arguing on your Facebook, po- on your Facebook page.
0: Damn, dude. Fucking with the there- time stone hard now. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right. That's right. Uh, Steven's mad. He wants the Ayavagamoto back. He can stuff it. But today's episode is a very special episode.
0: It is. Get it? it very-
1: special? Because it's a special. <laughs> Given that it's 10 years since the release of this movie, we've decided it'd be a good time to talk about the movie that really started the Facebook group that led to this podcast that, you know, cemented our friendship. And not, only, w- no,
0: not only ours, but it gave you Julio, and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> uh but it also gave us roger in a way it gave us garrett it gave yep. us a, lo- a lot of friends along the way man this is this movie's is-
1: the real fan freaks are the friends we made along the way yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, uh so today we're doing a special on avengers yeah 2012
0: just-
1: Avengers.
0: Just the first one, the first Avengers. Before Remember?
1: multiverses, before Spider-People, before magic. Well, I guess Loki was around. But still, it's the Avengers.
0: Um, so I watched it last night again in probably the first time in like 7 years. Okay. How about you? Was- uh no,
1: I I mean, well, I I I did not watch it last night, but that's because I've watched it like pretty recently.
0: Oh, okay, but you, you watch it regularly a lot more than I have, right? I do, yes. Um, usually when we do a special, we usually go through the plot and stuff, and go through the characters. But before we get into that, I really want to touch upon the fact that this was the f- seeing it last night. I got to tell you, I legit got teary eyed, and I don't get teary eyed often because, man, um, the feelings that this shit evokes, uh because i'm i'm remembering sitting there just as you we were in the in the same area uh we didn't sit in the same theater i think but we were in the same uh like plaza uh, multiplex whatever yes and just sitting there and remembering Offenball. yeah and remembering um when there wasn't a man of steel when there wasn't a dceu when there wasn't uh even amazing spider-man 2 when there wasn't fox when there wasn't anything when no one could have believed Iron Man teaming up with Cap, yeah. Thor fighting Hulk on the big screen. This was like, this was such a huge, massive event that people, I guess now, including me, very much me, we kind of take advantage of.
1: Yeah, we, 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 abs- like in this world of like No Way Homes and, you know, every fucking crossover imaginable right now. It's easy to forget there was a time when an Avengers movie felt impossible.
0: Yeah. Like, um, I love him to death, but I don't know if I'll ever have him on. Cause he, he curses a little too much even for us, but Pedro after seeing the movie, mm. cause he's a huge Iron Man fan told me I can die now because this, this is it. <laughs> this is the apex of my life. I'll never see this again, particularly Iron Man, like repulsor on the, on Cap's shield that That's, bro, that was a comic book cover of comic book covers for Civil War, and we yep. all love that cover. We never thought we'd see it in person there, lo and behold. Um, but fuck that. Let's get into it. Uh, first things first, uh, this movie, it begins with, with S.H.I.E.L.D. being S.H.I.E.L.D., this was before the whole <laughs> Hydra thing, so it's yeah. spooky stuff, stealth shit. We get to see Colson. I, I missed him. Well,
1: this is the demise of Colson, really.
0: Yes. But yeah. Uh, uh for those not, not noticing, Dr. Root did air quotation, bunny ears oh, yeah. on the demise.
1: Well, um, actually, that's you know, in in today's like MCU landscape, I don't even know if those bunny ears uh should be there because mm. the only reason I put bunny ears around Colson is because in agents of shield, he's obviously not dead.
0: Right. But with
1: agents of shields, loss of canonicity.
0: Oh, is- um, I think it's safe to say there was going to be a shitload of spoilers from here on out. Should have said that at the beginning. If you're listening yeah. to this, why, <laughs> why have you not seen this? Yeah. First of all, um but yes, uh you were saying that, that that's yeah, that's true start- because you know every day they change something of agents of shield lore, I guess.
1: Yeah, so like I guess Coulson's, re- uh you know resuscitation, that is up for debate now whether or not that's even canon. Because technically, as far as the MCU goes, the last time in the timeline we see him. Is Avengers because we technically see him come back in Captain Marvel, right?
0: But that's Which is earlier in the timeline? Uh, uh, yeah, it's a prequel. It's a '90s movie. Uh, so
1: this so, movie, really quick, just because it culminates five movies, six movies, one, two, three, four, five movies.
0: Yeah. Well, you it's, got uh, you got Cap first Avenger. You got Thor. You got Iron Man one, one and two and Hulk. That
1: Incredible Hulk. Yes.
0: And. Uh, No, continue. Sorry. I was I was
1: gonna say, and like, so those movies, like, you know, what even as we're watching those movies and all the obvious setups they're doing leading up to the Avengers, it's still like until I was in that theater sitting down watching it happen, it still felt like a real Avengers movie wasn't gonna
0: happen. Right. There was too many spinning plates in motion for us to actually believe that this was gonna happen. Um, Which,
1: again, looking at the shit the MCU does now, that's a laughable sentiment to have. <laughs> what a difference 10 year makes, right? <laughs> yeah, like, look at Endgame and, like, <laughs> compare, like, the scale of Endgame and try to imagine that movie having come out before Avengers 1. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, you, if you would have
0: told me that, I would have laughed in your face. Like, no, never gonna happen. Shut the fuck up. So we we would all be losing a shitload of bets. Uh, that's, yeah. that, that's, that's for sure. But the the, the movie kind of opens with Loki uh yes. talking to the other, which uh I didn't know that much of Cosmic Marvel. I still don't by comparison to you, for example. Okay. But uh, you know, they're they're having this this exchange on what is being offered, and Loki it's it's funny to see this because after having watched the Loki TV show, mm-hmm. you see so much of that Loki here yeah. that I got to enjoy. Like, oh shit, Tom Hiddleston really went back to when he first did Loki in the Avengers because this is yep. obviously he was the main antagonist in Thor. But this was more of a, of a breakout than than Thor was, even though it was before. Thor was 2011. This was a year later. This yep. this shit this shit he knocked it out of the park. Obviously, um, so they they're talking. Uh, obviously the humans have the Tesseract, which we all thought was the Cosmic Cube. Hmm. Turn. We'll we'll see you later. Maybe <laughs> tune tune in for that future uh special whenever that happens. So the other,
1: by the way, played by Alexis Denisoff, which I didn't know that. For those of I, you uh for and you know, it's J- you know, say whatever you will about Joss Whedon. It's a Joss Whedon movie. He likes reusing people. Alexis Denisoff is uh one of our watchers from the Buffyverse.
0: Um, it was just
1: interesting, to, it was it was a, a cool carry, just a little like a tertiary character in the movie, but still a cool character to uh, to see on screen. It was really neat.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the, we've never seen them, si- I don't think since, either. No. This was the one time we see them. Um, so the deal is, Loki gets them to the Tesseract, and they give Loki the Shatari army to take over Earth. Because Loki wants to rule something. That's Loki's character goal which is a pretty easy goal to get behind as a villain. Like, oh, I understand. He wants to control. That's his whole thing.
1: Slight correction. We do see the other again. When? Ronan kills the other.
0: Oh, no shit. Yeah. Well, that's sad. <laughs> yep. Um so then what do we have? We have Well, so- can I talk about my first problem here? Your oh we're in the first scene, but okay. I know. Why do you
1: send one infinity stone to Earth to recover another one? I feel like that's poor planning on Thanos's part.
0: <laughs> well, he's not he's not wise. Cuz he makes <laughs> I guess. a lot of, his whole plan of the snap, let's get rid of 50% of the known universe whatever. It's not it's not a good foundation. To quote Tony Stark in this movie, "Not a great plan," um, which uh, <laughs> we'll get there. So, yes, we have that exchange going on. While that is going on, the Tesseract is acting up in a in a in a Shield lab with yeah. uh, one of the characters we haven't seen in a while, Doctor Eric Selvig. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's describing what's going on. He doesn't know what's going on. And we get to see Hawkeye before Hawkeye's show, of course, and before being uh, mind controlled.
1: Well, Hawkeye's first appearance was Thor, though.
0: Yes, but we get to see him again. I'm just saying. Yes. Like, there's a lot of Thor right in the beginning. Just yes. to let you know, this is kind of Thor-centric. Um, so then Nick Fury shows up. Nobody knows what's going on. Kind of. Then we have <laughs> what, what, what leads to, I guess, the first of many, especially in the 10 years after, sky beam things. because yep, sky lasers. There, there's, a, there's even underground, there's this sky laser that opens up and there's Loki with his staff. And he just starts fucking destroying S.H.I.E.L.D. left and right. And he takes over yep. Hawkeye, which... After seeing this movie, it just proves that Hawkeye is the strongest Avenger. Because after he switches sides, the Avengers have a chance against Loki. Before that, <laughs> Hawkeye was wrecking shit, wrecking shit. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, <laughs> look, there's. I have proof. The this uh. entire movie until that third act when he changes. Avengers didn't have a chance. So then uh there were no Avengers yet, Adrian. That's <laughs> true. Uh but who needs them when you have Hawkeye? Uh-huh. Uh, but what's interesting to note is and you see this later on is that even though Loki has controlled Hawkeye and Selvig, later on you tend to find out that they w- that he wasn't in complete control of them. Right. Cuz Selvig later on uh, Wait, should I even skip to that part? No, I shouldn't. <laughs> okay. Uh no, 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 we'll we'll get there. We're we'll good there. So Loki escapes with with unnamed shield agent, uh, Zelvig, the Tesseract, and Hawkeye. Maria Hill is kinda injured, kinda not. Um, it's, it's nice right. to see Aunt Robin. Yeah. Um, Nick Fury is okay after getting shot in the chest through a bullet boot for us. And uh fucking oh my god i just said his name colson is fine mm-hmm. we're all fine and they all go off and well, tried try to they're recover fine, but an entire
1: shield base has just imploded
0: it's fine nobody cares they weren't <laughs> named it's fine the shield has a massive budget just later, troopers on the death star <laughs> hey come on later on we find out most of them were hydras so it's all good i guess like imagine imagine if you will Imagine if you will that most of the stormtroopers were hydra. Wait, which is worse? Stormtroopers or hydra? Uh,
1: stormtroopers?
0: Yes, cuz they're They're
1: both like complacent in their respective like evil entities, but like stormtroopers are complacent in the literal explosion of a planet. True.
0: That's true. It's- All right. Tune in for that question of the week.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who's worse? Nazis are analogs of Nazis. So um so we're 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 here where they all have to venture to try and recruit the Avengers again, right? Because this was an initiative, this was a plan. We saw this in the very first Iron Man movie, Nick Fury shows up to just tell Tony Stark, "I'd like to talk to you about the Avengers initiative." Um bef- but right there, right at that instance where Nick Fury like summons them and tells them like we are at war we get a title card how did you feel up to this point like how how do you feel right now like what are your sentiments because at that point i was like i can't believe i'm hyped i've seen this movie countless times (laughs) but now i'm like oh my god i remember this i remember feeling so such exuberance
1: that that swell of love just like like that, that title card is the perfect punctuation in their little hype build up up to that point. Oh because, yeah, because that's when you see that title card, when you see the the word Avengers. Like that's a that's a thing. Like that triggers something in your brain, where like that part of you that said no, this can't happen. There'll never be an Avengers movie. That's like the official breaking point for me. Like when I first watched it. That's the moment where I was like, this is real. Like, this is legit.
0: Not, not only that, but way back when, this is for you, uh, for you uh, freaks out there that have been listening to the podcast a lot for the, since the beginning. James, you had on your like five favorite movie themes on an episode I missed out on, uh, you had fucking Avengers theme and Sylvester's score here holy shit especially with that title card yep was fucking massive uh, my da,
1: da. By the way, i don't know if i talked about this on the podcast but i find this very interesting uh have you noticed that the version of the of the theme that's in endgame sounds a little weird
0: no no but you have better ears than i do in that
1: if you compare the one from infinity war to the theme that plays in endgame it sounds a little different do you want to know why why? Half of the orchestra isn't present for the uh for the uh, for the one in endgame. Oh, end
0: game. how fucking cute is that? <laughs> I
1: think that's uh. brilliant. That's so cool. <laughs> Sorry, uh, just a random factoid there. No, um, no,
0: no. Who says you can't learn listening to podcasts? Yeah.
1: So now we are in what to this day is still my favorite Black Widow scene. In the entire movie, in in all of MCU. This is still my favorite scene. It's her tied to a chair being, quote unquote, interrogated.
0: Yeah, by some like, uh, uh, not Marshall, uh, a Russian arms dealer, just generic Russian general.
1: Generic Eastern European, like, mafioso type, you know, arms dealer. Exactly. And then I forget the context, but why do they let
0: her take the call? Oh, because Colson said we have an F-22 right. aimed at your house. If you don't let me talk to her in the next ten seconds, you won't have a house. Right, 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 right. And he even gives the address, he gives the the, the where his family is. It's like, holy shit, this is some strong ass Colson. And then, while tied to the chair, they put the
1: phone in her shoulder, so she holds it up to her ear She's like, "What? No, I've got this under control. They're giving me everything." And that's when they realize that they're the ones being interrogated. Like
0: that's such a good moment for her. No, and 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 it's classic Whedon in mm-hmm. this in this in this dialogue where the fucking general's like, "I don't, I don't give everything." And then she just looks at him with a, "Come on, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. like come on, come on." Uh, <laughs> You just told me everything already. I just and want then, to remind—I
1: just want to remind our listeners that we're not necessarily supporting a uh, Joss Whedon personally. This is just a piece of his art that we uh, appreciate.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sad. We have to do that uh-huh. uh, again. What a difference ten year makes. Yeah. Um, so she tells Coulson, uh, "I'm going to have you on hold, and we have some more funniness where she beats the shit out of three guys tied to a chair." While Coulson is on the other end, just listening to the, to the literally
1: kicking their ass barefoot, by the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she's kicking the shit out of them and he's listening to it, but he's like rocking his head. Like if it's uh, the hold music that you always see (laughs) or hear, excuse me. Um, But then she, but the only reason she, she gets out of that is because it's Clint Barton. Right. He says Barton's been compromised. Yep. And at that time, obviously, we don't have a lot of time with these characters. Uh, Natasha was first introduced in what? Uh, Iron Man Iron 2. Iron Man 2. And Barton was introduced in Thor. Four. But we don't get them together. This was the movie that, like, cemented their friendship.
1: Yeah. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, this is where we first really get the idea of their bond. They're very platonic bond that's just me emphasizing for the internet shippers out there uh like le- like r- people need to relax during this whole process i mean it doesn't matter now but like let movies show male and female platonic friendships please just saying
0: <laughs> yes please as as uh, you and i both have many female friends that not everything has to be a fucking relationship
1: yeah exactly
0: Um, so, so one of the things also, the fact that aside from the fact that Natasha's a ride or die at the same time that's going on, um, Nick Fury goes to recruit our boy cap, Steve Rogers, and man, Evans was always ripped (laughs) like homie was. Was ripped as fuck, this
1: dude. is the uh, the, the punching bag scene, right?
0: Yeah, well, Where we he have eats some, the punching bag, yeah. Which, um, this is obviously like we don't get a lot of instances like this, but we do remember Captain America, Steve Rogers is a war veteran, and yep. we get some really good PTSD here, um, which I think is something paramount to the character, mm-hmm. um. I really enjoy that for obvious reasons. I, I feel with those uh, flashbacks and him getting more intense, and then he just fucking eviscerates a punching bag. And then you pan, and then you see there's just like eight or nine punching bags still that he's got to go through to keep training. Yeah. Um, there is something to be said, however, about his suit in this movie, right? Son, it's not... What- it's it's not it's not it's not the favorite of most it's people. My, it's
1: I mean, if we don't count the U.S.O. suit, it is the least clean looking of his suits.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a little too spangly. Uh, yeah, to, again I, to quote Stark.
1: I, well, but to be fair though, this is also before Marvel had because re- I my one of my criticisms about Marvel now. Is that a lot of their costumes? Like their costume department now has a very signature style mm-hmm. that makes it very obvious that it's all coming off the same production line. You know what I mean?
0: Right, like an assembly. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, like, what happens is you get costumes in Doctor Strange and costumes in Shang Chi that look very similar to each other, even though they shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, right. they, they, they've developed this, uh, this, the, uh, this design style. This design, uh, you know, like, yeah, exactly that. This design style that has become a little homogenous throughout. And I hope to see that change in the future. But this was before they really had that. This was before they had established that style. And, yeah, admittedly, and Chris Evans will tell you right away, that's his least favorite suit to wear, um, that this suit is a little rough.
0: It's probably why you and I and a lot of other people that we always ask, like, When we talk about Marvel like their favorite movies That's why I guess Winter Soldier Was so beloved Because that stealth suit Was really fucking good That costume works really well Um, So while Fury approaches Rogers Natasha goes and gets Bruce Banner In Calcutta Now this is something else Um, Before the movie Eddie Norton Who Mm -hmm. was the Hulk Beefed with Marvel Yep. And we were like, oh, shit. And then they recasted him. And this was our, like, first instance of Marvel going, we don't give a fuck. We're yeah. going to recast regardless. And, oh, Mark Ruffalo? No, this
1: was their second instance.
0: Who was the first? Rhodey. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, b- b- I, yes, yes. But to this level, one of the named Avengers, I mean. Sure. But yes, you're right. You're, no, you're hundred percent right. Terrence Howard fucked up. He did. He he <laughs> he, he he fought the wrong beast. Yep. Now Don Cheeto's rolling in that Disney money. <laughs> yep. And where is Terrence Howard now? Anyway, so <laughs> sorry. Shade for the wrong guy. Like yeah. he was he was just trying to secure the bag. I don't know why. Uh, I was um but we have Mark Ruffalo and I'll have you know there's there's been debates freaks here between between James and I over the incredible hulk mm. and I think between many people cuz I actually liked Eddie Norton's Bruce Banner and it took me a while to get to Ruffalo and I but seeing this now uh rewatching it I've gained a new appreciation for Ruffalo Ruffalo really brings the character some earnest quality particularly during that monologue with the with the spear scene you know what i'm talking about yes and the helicarrier. like that that is some weighty weighty monologue and it really shows the emotion behind that
1: so with that being said i, I want to put a pin in this for a moment because i want to talk about something and that's that i'm all for humor in comic book movies i love it i do Uh, That being said, I hope they find a way to bring some gravitas back to Mark Ruffalo and the Hulk. Yes. Because, like, the last time we got anything like that, really, was in Age of Ultron. Was where we got any of the serious Hulk. Because since then, Hulk has kind of been a joke. Which is sad. It is. Like... Like in Thor Ragnarok, he was mostly there as a joke character,
0: and and, then, and 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 not only that, would you argue that Thor Ragnarok was like its 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 subplot was basically World War Hulk? I mean, uh, Planet Hulk. Excuse me.
1: I mean, to the most minimal disconnected extent, yes. Right, but. You- uh... But yeah, so I, but this scene, like he has, he delivers some lines throughout this movie. Like even where he talks about how he attempted to commit suicide, but the big guy wouldn't let him. Like that, like that kind of, so I've talked about this on the show before. What I like about Mark Ruffalo's banner is Mark Ruffalo really sells that one man trying to hold back a monster part of Bruce Banner. Yeah Like he sells that so hard And when you turn him into a comedic character You you chop that out from under Mark Ruffalo 100%. So I hope that we get to see more of that in the future Because like as of right now There really is no Hulk
0: No there hasn't been And for those There's wondering There's just Professor are, are you,
1: Banner Or Professor and, Hulk rather
0: And for those wondering Universal owns the rights to the Hulk right?
1: Yeah Still, uh, yes.
0: Don't worry, Disney will buy them in like five years. But still, <laughs> it's 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 sad to see. It's sad to see, and that's probably why I love the Incredible Hulk so much. Because I love the Hulk, so it's nice to see the Incredible Hulk, but sadly he deserves some fucking film. By the way, Damn. this is also why we're the entire podcast is very excited for She-Hulk. We're all yeah. very interested. In, in, uh, sorry, in She Hulk, because I'm just picturing a green big girl. Anyway, uh, <laughs> hmm. yes. So, um, I, uh, should we go back to the plot? Well, yeah, please. All right. So we have Natasha recruiting Bruce, um, Bruce has these great moments here with Natasha. Mm-hmm. You can see, it, knowing what we know now about Age of Ultron and seeing it and how much we fucking re- hate the love story that's there. There is some seeds being planted here. I don't hate it that much. Okay. You're, you're entitled to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, no, but I mean, it's, it's fine. Um I I would rather see uh, Liv Tyler again. Bring back Betty Ross, damn it. (laughs) Uh, So we see her and him. But then we get Coulson and we get uh, Pepper Potts and Tony Stark and we get the clean energy uh, tower. Uh, I just wanted to talk about this. There's something in uh, Latino countries where we call pata sucia and that's people that walk around with uh, barefoot. When they shouldn't be barefoot, and fucking Pepper pots is a pata sucia in this scene because she's walking around barefoot, and it's like why? <laughs> um, because
1: she's a businesswoman who wears
0: heels all day, bro. Let her kick her shoes off. Jesus, it's just a pata sucia, man. At least no. wear chunclas, man. At least wear fucking sandals, bro. It's like come on. Um. Anyway, uh, but we we get to talk. We get to see Phil, and we get why to see obviously. Phil? Well, yeah. <laughs> That that whole interaction's great. I love it, and we get a little bit more about Phil Coulson uh, with a cellist, a mystery, mm-hmm. mysterious uh, love story here that's progressing. And Stark and Pepper are like super supportive of it. Like we later on get in the helicarrier scene. Well, because we uh, know that
1: they, that they had to bond a little bit during uh, Tony's house arrest. You could call it in Iron Man Two.
0: Yes. Uh, yes,
1: <laughs> so but that's he, but, where this relationship between Pepper and uh, and Phil comes from.
0: And and not only that, just uh, some great lines here by Downey. Downey gets some really good lines, of course. Uh, you know, what do you mean, Phil? His first name is Agent. Agent. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so everybody's kind of reunited, so to speak, or they're they're on each other's radar. Steve and and Banner meet for the first time on the helicarrier
1: mm-hmm. um well and talk- wait before this though because we, we want to talk about great moments because on the on the the ride to the helicarrier we get that moment between steve and colson right where colson is- fan like fangirls out a little bit over steve being there i Which- had the i had the limited edition playing cards Trading cards.
0: Right, and we also see in the gag reel where uh, Clark Gregg tries to <laughs> like make out with, with, yes. with Chris Evans, which who can blame him? Clark Gregg uh, is a national
1: treasure, by the way, for the record. I 100%. love that man. He's so fucking funny.
0: Um, 100%. But this is a Steve that's like, we don't see a lot of this Steve. I feel through the course of Avengers where he realizes... um furies manipulations and shield's manipulations yeah. he he then he then grows weary or uh a little scared of the government's overreach and we yeah. get to see that finally obviously culminate in civil war and such but y- before that you see uh yes sir no sir captain america like whatever you want sir i'm here for it you know usa all the way and you know banner and And Rogers meet, and there's some respect there. Natasha's walking them, and you see the helicarrier actually take flight, which, (laughs) can we talk about this helicarrier taking flight? I never thought I would see this. The last time I saw something like that was in that David Hasselhoff Nick Fury movie that nobody (laughs) talks about, and that shit was bad. That was really bad. We Um, we
1: also get another great line from uh, Banner here. Where it's like where he well because at first they think it's a submarine, right? And he goes, you know, the last thing I should be writing in is a submerged pressurized metal container, (laughs) right? (laughs) And then it takes flight, and he's like, "Oh, this is better." (laughs) (laughs) It's such
0: a good line for him. Um, and also, uh, when when they're talking, uh, Fury and Rogers, Roger uh, Fury says, 10 bucks says you're wrong on like thing." This isn't the weirdest you've seen yet. Something like that. They make a little bet. Yeah. So when they're flying and they turn on this uh, light retro reflective uh, shading on, stealth where you mode. don't, yeah, stealth mode, you don't see the helicarrier at all. You see Rogers actually pay Fury $10, <laughs> yep. which I think is great. That's great. Just shows again how well these characters are. These characters are so fucking developed mm-hmm. in this film. I think this is one of the few instances because one of my criticisms for No Way Home and one of my criticisms for Squad and such is when you bring an ensemble film, you don't, we don't tend to learn about the characters. But these cues here in this film, I feel I don't need to watch Iron Man. I don't need to watch Captain America. There's, there's good cues here to tell me what type of character this is. There's, there's growth there, I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Growth's the wrong word, representation, sorry And while, while they're having this discussion We then find out that Loki Is in Stuttgart, Germany yep. And Fury says Rogers, you're up And we get probably our first of many big fights In this movie um, With Rogers versus Loki But before that, you see at the time Loki He's, Tom Hiddleston Okay, has this great smile Mm-hmm which you as a villain Smarmy. You as a villain should really enjoy every time he's on I every time he's on screen. I I th- I really do think I'm glad he never got Thor. Because yeah, we would have no, we would have sure. lo- lost something great as his Loki. Because this is like peak Loki for me. Like this yeah. is creme de la creme right here. Um so while he's uh, Hitting up this art museum thing, or whatever the fuck. Uh, Barton Hawkeye steals I- Iridium, or I don't know how to pronounce it. Iri- iridium?
1: I-, I think it's Iridium.
0: Iridium. He steals that to stabilize the Tesseract, but Loki then starts fighting Captain America as a distraction. But the heroes don't know this, because obviously this is a comic book movie. Nobody... Nobody's going to think distractions well, in the first half. Really
1: quick. Did, did we already, because there's also the, the subjugation scene, which is a really good scene. Th-
0: this is coming up. That That's, that's oh, exactly that's right. this. This is that, that great speech, that great fucking speech where I am, you know, I am here to free you from what? From freedom type of thing Yeah, that you crave subjugation. You cr- Free will is nothing more but a lie. And we have that great uh, um, old man, obviously symbolizing what? Symbolizing uh, uh, World War II. Like a Holocaust survivor. Exactly. That's what it's supposed to invoke or somebody that has suffered through Hitler's reign uh, where Loki demands everyone to kneel. And this man stands up and says, I won't kneel. Not to men like you. Oh, there There are no men no men
1: like me. There are there. always men like you. Oh, so great. Li-
0: great line. Great line. And who shows up to save the man from getting blasted by uh, Loki's scepter was Cap. And we get a great fight between them. And then obviously uh, the fight's kind of even almost, you know? It's, it's not. It's rare to see the fact that there's some feats going on here. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know... Uh, when arguing a versus, when arguing who wins in a fight feats are very important because feats tell are us, gold they're the currency of course oh Deathstroke opened a airplane door in mid-flight at 40,000 feet how much strength did that take it's it equate to this and so on so cap fighting a literal god with a mind with we didn't know it at the time, but fucking the, the, a fucking. With an infinity stone. Yeah, exactly. And he's just going to town, like holding his own. It's not going to town, but holding his own. This is huge for every fight we've had after that. And, uh, we then obviously kept mindful of it. And then Tony Stark shows up in his Iron Man suit with Shoot some AC. A <laughs> of course he <laughs> needs to play some fucking dad rock. That's right. Uh, <sighs> That's like half his power. <laughs> He's it's the not dad a, rock hero, for sure. <laughs> so he shows up, and Loki immediately, immediately relents. And we get that great shot of, of course, from the, from the bottom up, looking up, of Iron Man and Cap standing sat, side by side in between them, mm-hmm. the Quinjet, or what would be the Quinjet. And there's Natasha flying over them. And it's great to see, again, this synergy. There's something about this this, this shot. We see this a few times in the film. Uh, once here and then once at the end in the third act. But uh, this shot is great because at this moment, we didn't think it would happen. And furthermore, it really cements, hey, your heroes are meeting up. This is really fucking happening. And you get um stark cap just respectful as fuck mm-hmm. but also with that side of toxic masculinity we all like of course because uh, <laughs> you know measuring dicks that's that's always important um so they're in the carrier they're flying back to the helicarrier and stark and rogers are like i don't like this i, I he gave up too quick too easy He packs up a wallop. What's his game here? What's the plan?
1: Uh, And then we
0: see, and then we hear lightning. And we see uh, Loki's reactions.
1: So many good lines in this movie.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What's
1: what's the matter? Scared of a little lightning? I'm not overly fond of what follows.
0: (laughs) That's such a good intro for his brother. I love it. It's fucking great. And of course, Thor shows up, and this is Thor showing up. Stark goes, opens the door to go out and fight him, but he gets wrecked, Molly whooped almost by the hammer. Thor grabs Loki, fucking leaves, and we get probably—I uh, don't want to say uh, a look back, but almost an homage to the entire Thor film. Loki and Thor arguing on top of a mountain. Of course. With Odin's Ravens flying away. And they're just arguing over, why are you here? Things like that. And Iron Man is like, I'm going to go. I don't like people taking my stuff. I'm going to go get it back. And again, a callback to Iron Man 1. Great. Great line. And he goes and flies. Natasha tells Rogers, Cap, I'd sit this one out. These guys are essentially gods. And Cap gives one of the best lines... Uh, ma'am, a- a- ever the ever the the good old American Christian boy, <laughs> ma'am. I'm sure there's only one god, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. And jumps out with a fucking parachute and the shield. And oh boy, was Th- he wrong! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, difference a 10 year makes that's that should be the hashtag of this fucking show right now. 10 year difference. I- so then Thor and Loki are arguing. Um, and there's this great line where Thor is gonna go, "You better listen and listen well, Loki." And Iron Man just tackles him off, and you just see Loki go, "I'm listening." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then we get our second uh, big fight, which is Iron Man versus Thor. Does does our thy first mother real hero fight right? Yeah, first yeah. hero fight. Does thy mother know you weareth her drapes? <laughs> yeah. And obviously, we see a lot of braggart Thor here. Like, he's learned, but not, he's not, he's still not smart. Yeah. Because he electrifies Iron Man to the degree of giving him 400% power overload. Huh, and look at that. Yeah. And we get a really good fight here. There's a lot of good moves. It, I don't, I wouldn't argue. One's over another, but it's really a good feat, again, that I ha- Iron Man... Oh. I've
1: always had an issue with this fight, though. Why? Okay, you could make an argument that, you know, maybe Thor was... But that maybe Thor was just, you know, he was out to stun, shock, and whatever, hurt these guys. Ho-
0: he was holding back.
1: Yeah, but I, there's no way he knew... That Cap could survive that hammer hit that he hit him with. You know, the one that levels the forest? Yeah. There's no way he knew Cap could survive that. That was a kill shot, and that feels out of character.
0: Especially considering the whole crux of the Thor character in this film is him being the protector, quote-unquote, of Midgard. Exactly, and him and him saying how uh, this is my country, this is not my country, my my planet to protect. These are my people, you know, type of shit. Which is like, thanks, man, but you almost killed people, you yeah? know. Yeah, like he, like again, if not for
1: that vibranium shield, Cap would be like a smear. Yeah, 100%. he would, He would be like spread. Uh, but nonetheless, that vibranium shield, you know, does its job. And we literally see that blast
0: level the forest around them. But it leads to probably one of the better shots, which again, um, we don't. We saw it again, maybe four years later in arguably a a very terrible fucking film in BVS, which is the Trinity. Mm. Because you see Thor, Iron Man and Cap, which is considered the Avengers Trinity. Yeah, for sure. And you see that Trinity in BVS with Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman. But this one felt uh organic because they're all sizing each other up. Right. It was it's a stand down. It's not it's a art. Um one of the best things uh I've ever heard in an action film was in Demolition Man, where it was like our shit's on pause or something <laughs> like that. Uh, which is, yeah, our shit's on pause right now. Like, you you could see Thor, you can see Iron Man, you can see Cap, and they're all like, make a fucking move, bro. Um, and you have that. Uh, so they get Loki in the helicarrier. All three of them agree to kind of, like, work together somewhat. Loki gets put in this cage that everybody kind of agrees was made for the Hulk. Yeah. And... Nick Fury does a great callback to an earlier scene, uh, the first time Loki and Fury meet, where uh, fucking what was it? Loki tells Fury, "Does a does a, does an ant quarrel with a boot?" Yeah, and Fury just goes, "Ant boot." boot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even Loki was proud of like proud of him for that. So then we have them have a sit-down. Natasha, Banner, Rogers, and Loki, and Thor all having this discussion over Loki and what to do. Thor's arguing he's got to be facing Asgardian justice. Um, Banner's like, this guy is like, what was it? Um, he's, his head is a bag of cats or some shit like that. Yeah, I don't uh, remember the
1: exact line, but yeah.
0: Then Stark shows up and starts talking about thermonuclear physics because the Tesseract is emitting low levels of gamma radiation. Yep. Who do you call when when dealing with gamma radiation? Just like who do you call when dealing with ghosts? Which again, uh, but again, this is like
1: it's so great that Marvel like has such a great vision, a great plan for their roadmap because this comes up when. In Avengers Endgame, yep. When we find out what that the Infinity Stones, when when uh when in a topic of conversation of who's going to do the snap, Bruce Banner says the Infinity Stones mostly give off gamma radiation anyway. Yeah, it's such a great like that's cool to have that come back because this is a time before we even knew
0: these were Infinity Stones. I mean we. We only could guess Infinity Stones were there, but yeah. but we only really thought about the Infinity Stones in the after credit scene. Yeah. Um, when you know who showed up. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, when I first saw it, I thought it was a scroll. I didn't think it was Thanos, I'll be honest. Oh, uh, interesting. Cause I was an idiot. Anyway, I completely forgot Fox owned scrolls. Uh, so so you have this scene of them all talking. When did you become a, a, a master of thermonuclear physics? Oh, last night. Mm-hmm. And you get the, the first interaction of science bros. Yes. With Banner and Stark. And they're just, oh, finally, someone who can speak English. And you just have... Also, Stark is a gaslighty son of a bitch. Because he kept poking and prodding to let loose the Hulk. That's not
1: gaslighting. That's just toxic behavior. But yeah, sure.
0: Because <laughs> he keeps like poking and prodding them and, and he gives them like backhanded compliments. Your work on, on fission, whatever the fuck, is unparalleled. And I love when you turn green and lose control. Into and a big everything. green
1: rage monster and lose control and destroy everything.
0: <laughs> and like Banner's thanks. like, thanks, <laughs> I, I guess. Thanks. Um. So. The Avengers are kind of here, right? We have Hulk, well, Banner, we have Stark, we have Rogers, we have Natasha and Thor, and they start growing some arguments and start getting some division, right? Yeah. They start fighting. And curiously, Stark, you know, plants a virus and he starts looking into Fury's. Um, secrets. Which another great line. There's there's really great lines here. I really agree with you on that. Where this is Nick Fury, his secrets have secrets, you know, which is very much on par with the character in the comics. Oh yeah, the the, the character in the comics has secrets on everybody. He's like Batman levels of planning here.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: So, Ooh. hey, that's a versus for you. I was just <laughs> thinking that same thing. <laughs> uh, that's why there's fan freaks, folks. Um, so you have this 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 investigation by Stark. They find out what Rogers also finds out at the same time, albeit very different ways to go about it. Yeah Rogers very analog. Let me open a door I shouldn't open. And he finds, lo and behold, Hydra weapons that were powered by the Tesseract. And lo and behold, uh, Stark and Banner find plans. And of course, they all argue. Oh, wait, we've
1: also skipped over another great line that became like an internet meme. Which and one? that's I'd like to know how Loki turned two of the sharpest minds I know into his personal flying monkeys. I don't understand that reference. Oh, I understood I that reference. <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I don't know what Uh, you mean. I understood that reference. Like, that's so good. That's such, like, peak cap, like, you know, man of time. It's so
0: good. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, carry on. So, we have, it's in this lab of Banner and Stark, where also the Scepter is there. And they're looking for the Tesseract. Fury starts arguing with them, because he's like... Why are you looking through the files? Why did you implant a virus? And he's like, well, why did you lie about using the test drive for clean energy Mm -hmm. when really you're using it for weapons?" weapons, points to Thor and says, because of him. Yeah. And then Thor is like, what do you mean? And then obviously it just goes on from there. We have such a great escalation scene. I really want to talk about how great the camera is at moving through all these arguments Stark arguing with Cap, Cap arguing with Banner, Thor arguing with Natasha, Natasha arguing with Fury. It's great. Without and the suit, what builds. are you,
1: billionaire philanthropist playboy?
0: Well, put on the suit. Let's go on a few rounds <laughs> uh-huh. and, and and so on and so on. And it just keeps growing and growing. And this is where you again, talk about.
1: Sorry to interrupt you again, but on the topic of toxic masculinity, Natasha is so over it in this room. Like, everyone yeah. is swinging a dick, and she's just very, like, can you guys, like, not? Like, she's very over it, and I love it. Right,
0: right. Like, uh, one of her superpowers is how to maintain her eyes after rolling them that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so, you see this, and you see it grow, and then all of a sudden, and at the peak of the argument, Banner, unbeknownst to us, but later on we find out, he was holding on to the scepter that Loki was holding on. Yeah. Um, which was great, I think. It was it was just a hundred percent great to see just how this worked. And of course, it leads us to one of the lines: this isn't a team, this is a time bomb. Uh, and then at the same time,
1: so this episode is actually called Our Favorite Quotes from Avengers 2012. <laughs>
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, at meanwhile, mm-hmm. uh, right outside the helicarrier, fucking Clint Barton almost single handedly takes out a fucking helicarrier by himself. <laughs> yep. Um, again, goaded. Fucking Hawkeye's goaded in this for sure. Uh, fucking takes out on one engine, and we he also like disembarks, and we get a little re- uh, rescue team to rescue Loki, of course. I guess it's a main plan. And the Hulk is unleashed, and he first starts attacking Natasha, or tries to. Meanwhile- well,
1: Wait, ah- hold on. We've skipped over another great line, though.
0: What did we skip? Because
1: there's the scene where uh, where Loki and Natasha are talking.
0: Right, the Muling whim. Yeah, and Marvel somehow got
1: whimpering vagina past the censors. <laughs> <laughs> which is incredible,
0: but we see, Oh, there's also, there's also something else you, yeah, because of what you're saying now, it reminded me of the black widow movie, the red they ledger, name, they name dropped the daughter mm-hmm. that she was in it. She had admittedly killed. Yep. Inadvertently killed. Yeah. And, um.
1: But we also, yes, but we also see like Natasha using that, like her, like, uh, her remorse over that uh, si- situation to her advantage and that she lets Loki believe that he has the upper hand in this dialogue mm-hmm. and then he lets slip that Hulk is the play and right. then she tries to inform uh, uh, Fury of such but which you leads know, too to, to all of late. them
0: yeah she leads this leads to all of them fighting and that leads to yeah. that scene which leads us to Clint um, almost single-handedly taking down the helicarrier. Yes. Uh, Bow and arrows, kids. Take <laughs> out some archery courses. You two can become Hawkeye. <laughs> um, I think right now would be a good time to take a break. Because we never really take a break on specials. We always try to find a wedge to like cut and put yeah. in the, the promo. <laughs> I want to take a break right now. Sounds good. Uh, this is, like, the middle of the second act, so this would be a good place for intermission.
1: But, uh, just hang on tight, Freaks. We'll be back in a moment.
0: Hey, everyone, this is George, the
1: Bone King, interrupting this transmission to tell you about the Fan Freaks podcast, the podcast where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. Check
0: us out on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Hope to get freaky with you all very soon. Well, we're back, and, uh just just making sure that everybody got their popcorn their nachos uh their drinks hopefully you got the superman slushy which is the blue and red swirl together um as you do it's
1: a spider man slushy sir
0: i've i've heard it called both ways (laughs) i've heard it called both ways uh anyway uh speaking of going both ways we have loki coming uh coming free out of this cage. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I get it now. Okay, that's
1: good. I like that. That's pretty good. Uh,
0: I have my moments. So He's coming out of his cage and he's doing just fine. Right. <laughs> um. He, but while this is all going on, the helicarrier is losing power in another uh, engine. Uh, Stark and Cap are trying to fix one turbine. Thor and Hulk are fighting. And this is... Nerdgasm upon nerdgasm for me I don't know about you But seeing oh, yeah. Thor and Hulk Is like hands down Top 5 favorite fights of all time Right? Yeah,
1: it, It's great
0: Fucking phenomenal I, I Particularly we got something That we always wanted to see Which was Hulk trying and failing To lift the fucking Hammer of Thor Meow
1: meow
0: Meow meow uh, So this fight Just tearing apart the fucking helicarrier Hulk gets distracted Thor goes off And tries to secure Loki Loki gets out Loki tricks him Are you never Are you not ever well, gonna fall for that
1: At this point we've skipped past An important moment though what? Because by this point Loki has already dispatched Coulson
0: No he hasn't that hasn't out. happened. No, because Thor's in the cage. Loki's oh, getting out. Loki's going to right push the button on the cage. Right. Coulson whips out a fucking weapon we've never seen before and I don't think we've seen since.
1: Fucking BFG.
0: <laughs> Marvel's BFG. I'll tell you yeah. what. Um this shit is using um my god, I forgot what's that villain uh that like unstoppable Demolisher, or something I don't know from Thor, the silver fucking giant monster. Oh, thing. um, God, I forgot the fucking name, but whatever. Yeah, it, it uses yeah. this energy, and he always had like energy blasts. Him and Thor leveled a small town, and Thor won. And uh, that Loki sent, and you know, destroyer, destroyer. It's some fucking gimmicky name, yeah. and uh. Colson has one of the best fucking like deliveries here where he's like this is from that creature I, even I don't know what it does mm-hmm. and Loki does the pandited like sneak behind type of thing like a duplicate duplicating himself and stabbing yeah. Colson. ninja the-
1: clone jutsu
0: exactly he <laughs> fucking he fucking went to Naruto um, and he fucking stabs Colson, and then kind of bobs him right Thor gives a really good emotional in- scene to this where he's just like, no, fuck, what are you doing? Um, which, of course, 20 minutes earlier, he was okay with killing Captain America, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, this random blonde man that helped me with... with, <laughs> with uh, oh, my God. I keep forgetting. Jane Foster. There um, we go. So we have we have Thor falling through the sky... Hulk kind of like jumps off and fucks with a fucking fighter jet in midair, which was a great funny thing as a Hulk fan that the pilot ejects and he grabs the seat <laughs> and he's just like whacking it. First off, in mo-
1: uh, why? number one in moments where someone absolutely would have shot themselves
0: and vomited because <laughs> yeah, like you're, sure. you're in midair like 360 as fuck. And then he just throws you down in the sky so you can parachute. <laughs> Thank you, Hulk. Yeah. Uh, why isn't that a ride, is my question. <laughs> <laughs> what would that ride even be? Just, just you sitting in a chair trying to fight the Hulk in a jet, right? It's 3D uh-huh. as fuck. And then you, oh, you have to eject. That's part of it. But he grabs you and you see it. It's like a fucking animatronic. And you just move around with it. And it just fucking throws you.
1: Because there aren't enough mops in the world To pick up all the vomit
0: True Anyway <laughs> I just think it would be fun Because that's the first thing that came to mind Man where's that at Islands of Adventure uh, no. so, so Thor flies in the fucking sky um, We have Thor uh, Thor also falling through the sky And then Coulson's dying Wielding the BFG and he's just like you're not gonna win. And Loki's like your team is scattered. Your flying fortress falls from the sky. How? Where is my disadvantage? And it's like you, you, you underestimate us and all that stuff. I forgot what he says. It doesn't matter because as soon as Loki does a rebuttal, he shoots him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that's what that does. And fucking Loki f- flies through like two or three like walls, which is great. oh yeah. Um. So Natasha and Clint fight, mm-hmm. which I would argue this has probably the best uh, choreography in the film.
1: Well, yeah, because it's just two
0: people fighting. Yeah. So like, it's two you- people fighting with just pure martial arts. Yeah. And you and I, and I think anybody worth their salt has a lot of like value on martial art fighting. Like, we love watching that. It's such a great thing to see on camera.
1: This is already after, though, Hulk has chased her, right? Yes. Because I do want to talk about that scene. Okay. Well, uh, because that scene is one of my favorite special effects in the movie.
0: Is it the one where he's chasing her through that, like... Light... Through that corridor. Okay, the light fixtures are breaking apart and all yeah. that. Okay.
1: Because Hulk is a fully CG character and the way you succeed in making a cg character is by grounding them in the scene that you have. And holy shit if hulk doesn't feel real here. When yeah. you see him chasing her from behind, not only do you get that sense of scale and you know, you really understand why people should be afraid of this monster, but when he's chasing her from behind and he's smashing his way through a real set and you see these light fixtures breaking and just nothing, like the, uh, you know, nothing standing in the way of this unstoppable force. Mm-hmm. It's a great mo, it's a great bit of like visual effects here. It, I mean, it's a, it's a cool scene and it's framed beautifully.
0: You, you have more of an eye for, for special effects. You, you like picturing that out. So thanks for pointing that out for me. Cause yeah. I, I thought it was good visually. I didn't think it was. I mean now to think about it he does look real in that in that scale model cuz you have her in the foreground and mm-hmm. him in the background just wrecking everything behind and it's it's great. Um but yeah that would lead to Thor versus Hulk because yes. Thor saves Natasha right at the end. Right. Um what else? Then So sorry,
1: we were in the Clint versus uh Widow fight.
0: Right. And then and- she literally Knocks the Loki out of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but seeing as how she knows how to deal with brainwashing. Sure. But <laughs> I, she, she would later call that cognitive, uh, cognitive recalibration. Yeah. Something like that. And, and he's like, what's that? Well, Hawkeye goes, what's that? And she goes, oh, I hit you in the head really hard. <laughs> yep. She like bonked the shit out of him. Bombs him right on
1: like a uh, the iron railing there. Boom.
0: Um, so the helicarrier's like kind of dead, floating in the sky. It's it needs to be repaired or whatever. It's on three engines. Uh, iron Man and Cap are being debriefed or talked to by Fury. This is where we see the bloody vintage Captain America cards on the on the table. He was Which, gonna ha-
1: again. Fucking perfect moment of manipulation and gaslighting by by Fury. Yeah, yeah. Because we find out later that those cards weren't even on Coulson when he died. So Fury had to go. Like he was helping Fury. He was helping Coulson. Coulson dies in his arm, and then Fury goes. God damn it. Goes to Coulson's locker. Gets the cards out, comes back to Colson, wipes some blood on them just to come back to this table and, th- and do this dramatic moment.
0: Hey, like what hey, piece of shit. if you don't think that Fury has some like fresh blood on hand, like in his own locker, just, just for manipulation's sake, I don't think you're putting enough credit oh, for I Fury. See. That's too much work for him to go back. No, no, I got this blood. They're not going to check the DNA.
1: Okay, fair enough Um,
0: But yeah, Captain Nick Gaslight Right here, just fucking uh, Manipulates them More so, even though I don't think they really need it Like Cap is just pissed Because Loki Kind of beat them Yeah, And he notices The loss of life Cap's like that But the one this really worked on, I guess Was Stark, because he really He did like Coulson yeah. And he didn't want to fucking lose well, him.
1: But I still think that at this moment the Avengers were broken and not solidified. You get me like there was I think that I I do feel like this is that moment that kind of calcified that bond and turned it into something solid. You get what I mean?
0: Right, but it's it's to be known that at this point he's doing it to Honestly the two leaders of the Avengers Stark right. and Cap because at this yeah. time Thor is in a field looking at his hammer mm-hmm. and Hulk is passed out waking up saying from from a security guard saying well son you got a condition <laughs> yeah. and uh Natasha's uh healing Barton mm-hmm. from from being mind controlled but I, I see where you're coming from. It kind of galvanized at least four of them. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Thor was always going to fight Loki, and yeah. Hulk. I guess there there isn't really anything for Hulk to go fight. That what what would be because he doesn't know Coulson died because he was off the ship by then. Right. I get I guess to fight Loki for. For abusing, yeah, the for home.
1: manipulating him,
0: right? I guess that that would be the case, and that's why he goes to fight with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something to be said at this moment. I criticized the film heavily on this one scene, which was Thor walking up to his hammer and kind of like flexing his knuckles and like looking at it. And I used to criticize, like, what was the point of that? Uh, having rewatched it. I've changed my mind on it. It's more self-reflection and looking at. I need to armor up. I'm ill-equipped right now to deal with it because in this moment we see sleeveless jock Thor, right. but at the third act we get Ultimate Thor because that looks like <laughs> yeah. Ultimate Thor with the it does. with the with the, the like fuck chainmail type uh, well, sleeves and the and the circles all over his. His chest more. I
1: I think you're also kind of skipping over a little bit of symbolism here, because remember the 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 uh, this like picking up a hammer is not the same thing as picking up Mjolnir. Like there is a symbolism to picking up Mjolnir. The ability to pick up Mjolnir equates to worthiness.
0: Yes, um, especially so considering f- the entire first two acts of Thor One is all right. about the worthiness of the hammer.
1: Exactly. So I feel like there's almost a moment of self doubt here in Thor as to his worthiness because of what just transpired.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's dealing with a lot. I, you know, considering that his brother is the main villain of this film, the main villain of the plot. uh, He, he, (laughs) we skipped over another great line. What was the
1: great line? He's my brother. He's killed twelve people. No, he's adopted eighty people. That's right. He's killed eighty people. He's adopted. (laughs)
0: So, good line. Sorry. Carry on. So you have this thing with Thor, um, that he's basically, I guess, the character's wondering: Am I on the right path to get Loki? Can I save Loki from himself? Because throughout this. Every speech that he's had with Loki has been: "You need to stop this madness. You are foolhardy. You are you are yeah. You are doing something that cannot be undone. Yeah. For no reason. This will. The throne will poison you." Was a line, and we have seen that. And again, uh, calling back to what you said earlier, this is great roadmap of Marvel because mm-hmm. in the whole Loki show. Owen Wilson's character the entire time was, you never wanted to lead. Yeah. You only wanted the chase to lead. yeah. And it takes a lot for Loki to learn that about himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, we kind of get them to recoup or whatever. Stark and Cap have this talk where they're trying to figure out what to do next. And Stark is like, Well, this guy, he what? why did he do it? Why did he attack us? Why were we caught with our pants down type of thing? Oh, because he wants his big, glorious name emblazoned across the sky. Oh, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. (laughs) He took my fucking tower. He took Stark's tower, which would eventually become Avengers Tower. But still, he took Stark's tower. And that's where you get so much energy to power the Tesseract to open the portal. And there we have it folks We are getting to The third act Which Man the third act is Fucking weighty as fuck Yeah man This is a good 30 to 40 minutes Of just non-stop action Yep So Selvig is on top of Stark's tower um, Cap And Clint And Natasha get on a plane on a Quinjet or what would be the Quinjet. I don't know what they are now. And fucking some kid is like, "Uh, sir, you're not authorized to be here. And Cap's just like, son, don't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love how, I love how, despite the fact that he's been frozen on ice and he's still like youthful, he's still somehow an old man.
0: It's great. Uh. Uh, Tony arrives at Avengers Tower. He sees the 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 thingamabob, the the MacGuffin, the yeah. Sky Laser to be
1: the Sky Laser. Yeah. So. Oh, that's right. It hasn't activated yet because had- Natasha ends up being, and, and uh, doesn't succeed in preventing its activation.
0: Right, and while that's going on, um, he shoots at it, but it, it's limitless energy, Jarvis. Tells him it's limitless energy. We can't do anything about it. Selvig already says it's too late. You can't stop it. So he looks at Loki, who's like looking at him as a mutual, like meeting of the minds almost. Sure. Uh, Where they're coming to a chess match of words. And Stark says, Plan B. And he gets down, gets off his armor, and they start talking. And Loki says, Well, do you want to negotiate? And Stark is like, no, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna threaten you. hmm And and tells him, Do you want a drink? And Loki's like, you should have kept your armor if you're gonna threaten me. And, you know, just them going on, and we get our other meme of the movie. Uh, I have an army, we have a Hulk. We have a Hulk. <laughs> so good. Um you then have this this scene here of them just just talking but while he's doing that he's preparing himself to suit up to the new iron Man armor because his is Mark badly 18. Da- uh his is badly damaged and jarvis is like uh we're still not ready yet and he's like we'll skip the training wheels we're waiting yep. this um so they have a little argument loki tries to mind control him but the arc reactor stops it and you get, you know, start going, performance anxiety. One in five men suffer from <laughs> and, and it's just, Logie does what any reasonable person does with Robert Downey Jr. Throws him out of a window. <laughs> sure.
1: But really quick, because I do want to talk about that moment. Uh, because that's, again, uh, it, it's a moment that comes full circle. Because we later on see uh, Pepper gift Tony... That arc reactor as proof that Tony Stark has a heart.
0: Yes, yes and then we true.
1: also see it come back at the end of Endgame, in his memorial. Um, spoilers all around, folks. Uh, we did but, warn uh, you. We did yeah. warn you. But uh, but yeah. So I, I feel like that moment there of like thought of Loki trying to take uh uh Tony. And the arc reactor being what stops him—that's you know, he that that's that's a moment there of of Tony's heart. You know, he's got too much heart for that. Like you're not taking this one. You know what I mean? Right. I like that. I thought, I think that's very uh, a, a very cool progression of the symbolism of his arc reactor.
0: So when when Iron Man gets thrown out of Yeated, the fucking window, defenestrated. You get this great scene of him Armoring up as he's falling to the ground Yeats out of there it's,
1: it's one of my favorite uh, suit-ups Is the Mark 18 suit-up And I know he's had a lot of great ones But that one is dope as fuck
0: It is It is consider- Just by style points alone mm-hmm. um, Meanwhile uh, Team Human Fucking Barton, Natasha, and Cap Show up in the in the Quinjet and they're kind of fighting. I guess Loki. Loki blows them out of the sky. Yep. Thor and Loki fight on the rooftop of Stark Tower. The portal activates and the Shatari just start coming out. Yep. Um. So a little a little. Can we backpedal a little bit? The Shatari aren't widely known in the Marvel comics, right? They're the shittiest army. <laughs> Right, <laughs> according to Rocket, they're the shittiest army. Um, but even still, they just have so much numbers. And oh yeah. hum- and humanity is ill-equipped to defeat them.
1: Well, we're, I, from I remember correctly in early conversations about this, the plan for this was for these to be scrolls.
0: Oh, I did not know that.
1: Well, because that's what Chitari are. Is Chitauri are basically uh 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 diet scrolls. Their diet scrolls in the ultimate universe. Right. Because that's where they that's where they come from. But I think that was the original plan, but then Marvel's like, oh, we can't use fucking scrolls. Um But yeah, so we get these mostly like faceless putty patrol army.
0: Yeah, I mean they they don't really have any um personality. No. Except uh they have a really cool flying like, worm. What are those called? I have no idea. But I really like the design of that. Because they have yes. huge teeth, armor. It's great. Leviathans. They, they're great looking. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scary as
1: shit. And, um, like, right off the bat, they that portal opens and you see, like, three of them pouring out into New York City. You're like, fuck.
0: Yeah, after it took so much to defeat one, which was one Hulk. Uh, but before we get there, I just... They're leviathans, that's what they're called.
1: Leviathans, yep.
0: If only they knew they only had to use borax bleach to kill them. <laughs> that's Sup- funny. Supernatural. Anyway, uh-huh. um for those wondering. Anyway, we get uh we get Thor and Loki fighting. Yep. We get Cap and uh Team Human falling out of the sky in that harrier and they're on a street fighting chitari um eventually cap
1: rallies the police force
0: before that uh, loki, loki stabs thor oh yeah. yeah 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 with a little blade and thor kind of like punches him a little bit the staff falls loki gets off the roof and gets on a chitari um hovercraft <laughs> Speed land speeder (laughs) land speeder hovercraft whatever uh he gets on that Thor then goes to the uh to Cap and Iron Man's there because you know he no he's not there they're all like talking yeah um Cap is telling Thor what's going on and Thor is like listen my brother's fucking insane this is what's happening he doesn't say fuck this was a good time to use the word fuck, I feel. <laughs> uh, and on a little fucking scooter, just just really funny, fucking Banner shows up and he's like, you know, hey, good of us, good of you to join us, Dr. Banner, but this is a time where you where you could, you know, be angry. The f- one of the other popular memes of the movie. This is That's a good time. Secret,
1: I'm always oh, angry. Friend.
0: Right, because at this point, Iron Man's like, I'll bring the party to you now that Banner's there. Natasha's like, I don't see how that's a party. Fucking Hulk, great transformation. This is something I really want to talk about here. Because you have this great scene where he turns after saying, I'm always angry. Turns and immediately starts turning green. This is a control turn. Yeah cuz yeah, yeah, yeah. ear- earlier when you were talking about the Natasha thing where he was chasing Natasha it was uncontrolled he was yes. fighting hulk this was him allowing the hulk to be free well
1: he was under he was it's worth noting though he was under influence from the stone
0: right like right.
1: we know that him being in the presence of the stone alone makes him lose control of the hulk a little bit but this is different this is exactly what you said this is banner opening the floodgates of anger and letting the hate flow through him um <laughs> but uh yeah and it's exactly like you say it's a smooth turnaround transition to hulk and then arguably at this point the biggest hulk strength feat that we've seen which One is a- where he solo KO. punches a leviathan and
0: and imme- the fuck out. <laughs> immediately the chatari eat shit like they're just like what the <laughs> fuck Fuck you like they're screaming in their alien language But we're all uh-huh. imagining they're saying Who the what fuck is this guy Yeah <laughs> And yeah.
1: um and, and again it's it, it It's not the most photorealistic Special effect but it's so uh, It serves the scene so well It doesn't look bad but just It looks it's so satisfying When his fist just Crunches in the front of that leviathan And the whole thing Fucking folds
0: like it's so good Ah. Speaking of satisfying, that shot immediately leads us to probably the most iconic shot in Marvel cinematic history, the 360, which which by just saying that, you know, already what I'm talking about every Avenger in a circle defending each other's back in a perfect 360 shot, which James and I can tell you. A three sixty shot is not easy at all. No, it is. It it's it's a camera trick, but it is a difficult as fuck to camera trick. And this one pulls it off really fucking well. So. And you have that iconic shot, and immediately Cap goes into his his commanding performance. Okay, Stark, you uh, you pull a, per- a perimeter. Hawkeye, you call out uh, the flanks. Natasha and I, you're on, you and I are on the ground. Thor, you bottleneck that portal with electricity. Hit him with everything you got. And Hulk, <gasps> smash! <laughs> Jumps in- off That's immediately, so just fucking wreck shit. And um, I think Hulk is in like your top five, if not top three, Marvel characters, right? Yeah, top five. For We're
1: talking me, about MCU or Marvel, like, in general?
0: In general. Yeah, top five. For me, top five as well. Possibly top three if I think about it. Uh, so for us, in this instance, other than the Incredible Hulk, this was, like, us jumping out of our fucking seats screaming, like, hell yeah, that's my fucking Hulk. Like, yeah, man. Like, just seeing him eviscerate the Chitauri was great. Um then
1: literally eviscerate because he's grabbing them smashing them into buildings flipping the fucking speeders like he's really just letting loose and he's having fun like hulk is having fun and i love it
0: yeah this is what we're all about we don't need fucking emo hulk or anything we don't need eric banna hulk this is um (laughs) uh, poor eric (laughs) banna We need a no way home for Hulk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Well, I mean, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. Uh, as long as they don't fight gamma irradiated poodles.
1: Yeah, but te- uh, oh my God. N- yeah, but technically, uh, Norton Hulk and uh, Ruffalo Hulk are the same person.
0: Technically. But it's anyway, fine. it's fine. Carry on. Um, so you have this instance. Of just Hulk eviscerating everybody. Cap, Barton, and and Natasha are saving this bus full of people. Uh, Natasha and Barton are holding down the front. And they tell Cap, go over there. There's people over there in that bank. Cap runs over there. This is where we get to see a lot of acrobatic ability. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people that I know or used to know would call this... Oh, Captain America wasn't really Captain America. He was super acrobat. That was it. And I'm like, that's one of his feats, though. Yeah. <laughs> Him pole vaulting or whatever without a pole vault on top of a city bus and sliding down a couple of wrecked cars, that's peak Cap. Like, this yeah. is how... He's this athletic, you know? Not breaking a sweat, not losing... At the beginning of the fight, of course, not losing any any air. He mm-hmm. then... Gets on top of a cop car, commands the police. The police are like, it'll take an hour for the National Guard to get here. Uh, You know, type of exposition. And the cop asks, why should we listen to you? Cop wrecks four Shatari in front of them and immediately does whatever Cap just says. Exactly what Cap says. (laughs) Fucking, oh, I need a perimeter back to 39th Street. We need people in these buildings. Like, whatever. (laughs) It was great. Um, Meanwhile uh I kind of fucking wrecked that shit. Sorry. Barton's already on the rooftop calling this. Cap goes already back to where Natasha was. Natasha's like none of this is going to mean worth a damn unless we close that portal. Yep. And she's like I got to hitch a ride. And he goes, "Are you sure about this?" She's like, "Yeah, it'll be fun." So she jumps off the vibranium shield. Yes. On top of a fucking uh speeder, which by and- the way, like that would have ripped
1: her arm right out of its socket. But she's a badass, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, strengths of feet are no matter when you're in a Marvel yeah, movie. Of uh, course. So she's there, and she's piloting this land speeder using the corpse of a Chitauri. She's like, ooh, yep. too much, too much. Um, <clears throat> We then get uh more fighting just... This, there's this great shot, which leads to this, which is her piloting to the portal. Mm-hmm. Iron Man backs her up. It pan, it follows Iron Man to where he goes to Hawkeye. Hawkeye shooting arrows, obviously. Uh, Hawkeye then pans with an arrow to where Thor and Hulk are fighting on top of a Leviathan and knocking that out. Oh, no, I missed one. Where Iron Man pans to Cap, Cap and Iron Man do the repulsor ray mm-hmm. shield combo that the everybody combo. everybody used in Marvel Ultimate Alliance, where we just you fucking wreck Shatari. Then goes Iron Man to Hawkeye, Hawkeye's arrow to Thor and Hulk, where they're fighting on top of a Leviathan, and they take out the Leviathan. Leviathan goes through the entrance of a subway train or whatever the, the subway station. And they land on top, and then they look accomplished, and then Hulk just punches them. It's off-camera, punches Thor off-camera.
1: <laughs> it's like a bro punch, but a real hard one.
0: <laughs> yeah, these two have a, a great, great uh, friendship, almost. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, no, friend- it's, it, 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 this is the establishing of it, because we see it uh, come back in Ragnarok. Like, it's it's establishing their their bond.
0: Right, and uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just remembering Ragnarok and like Thor using the call sign to open the Quinjet as strongest Avenger, and it's like no yes. Hulk is. But anyway, um, sorry.
1: What is it? The, what is the actual call sign he gives him? Point Break. P- break point Break. <laughs>
0: uh, so you have where. Isn't this where we get the Hulk smash scene? What's the Hulk smash scene?
1: It's the Hulk and Loki.
0: Oh, yes, we're getting there. (laughs) So, so then Loki's following Natasha on the land speeder and she's like, oh, great. It's this guy. Hawkeye hears it, sees it. And he goes, I got it. Mind you. This is easily six city blocks away in the air on top of a building, on top of a skyscraper. And he, he has a moving a, target, <laughs> hitting a moving target, moving. I don't know how fast let's, let's assume an even 50 miles per hour in the air. Even let's, let's assume sure. he hits him. Loki grabs the arrow with a very smug look on his face, not knowing the arrow's an explosive arrow, a timed explosive arrow, because he knew that Loki would would be fucking smug about the it. the arrow, yep. Yeah. So, explodes. He lands on top of, again, Stark Tower, because they were both going there, Loki and Natasha. Natasha gets on top, uh, talks to Selvig. Oh, How do yeah? I s- yeah, she gets on top. Sta- uh, starts talking to Selvig and tries to stop the portal. He crashes through the little penthouse office lobby thing where he had that conversation with Stark earlier. Hulk crashes through and he's like, enough! You dull creature! I am a god! And da, 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 da. And then we get the Hulk... to
1: be intimidated.
0: And the fucking Hulk smash scene, which immediately is trauma-inducing for Loki as we come to find out later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's just... What
1: makes this scene, it's not the smash, it's the... Uh <laughs> which correct me correct out, me joking. if i'm
0: wrong isn't that ad-libbed by Tom yes, Hiddleston 100% like that, That's great that, that's that's when a char- like an actor knows his character Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so good and we get obviously uh, you know Hulk saying it by the way Hulk is voiced by Lou Ferrigno in all these movies right Yep saying Uh
1: at this point he was still voiced by Lou Ferrigno yes
0: Why Oh, because later uh, on, it's Mark Ruffalo. Right?
1: Later on, it's Mark Ruffalo doing all of it,
0: yeah. Uh, but at this point, it's puny god. You know, yes. Great fucking line. Great fucking line, great scene. As a Hulk fan, I'm biased as shit. Puny um, god. So then we have... This
1: allows... So basically, here's where like Loki basically loses any hand he or any hope he had of holding onto the scepter, which lets Natasha grab it.
0: Right, because he's out for the count. Oh point. yeah, like no, he's not Flattened. getting back in this. So Chitauri are, are are just coming out and they're fucking wrecking shit. Uh, we get a great Cap saving the people at the bank scene because yep. the Chitari get them all hunkered together and they're about to blow them up. I guess grenades he- are universal. We all know what a grenade is. Sure. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because
0: because the Chitauri have their own grenade and they're about to launch it. My God, can we talk about that fight? So Cap. Fights these four Shatari, loses the shield for a little bit. Yeah, uh, he then gets unmasked, and then this one is of the where, sh-
1: this is the scene where he saves that blonde chick. Ashley Johnson is the actress's name, but this is the scene where he saves her. Right?
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which uh, unbeknownst to us, later on, we find out in the deleted scene they had a moment earlier on yeah. in the film where, because she's a waitress and he like yeah. criticizes Stark Tower. Yeah. Um. As you should. So, uh. <laughs> Team Cap all the way. Um. You you see this 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 great fight. Cap sees the grenade. The Shatari is about to throw it. He grabs the fucking shield in midair. He forms a perfect ball. Yep. Behind <laughs> he, the shield.
1: Teams, uh Samus Arans himself and just <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly and flies out the window, lands on top of a car, and he's just like, ow. And it's just like, <laughs> perfect Toby Maguire, my back. Yeah. Um, so we later on, more fighting is still going on. Um, Selvig explains the scepter that the se- you can't fight against yourself. That's what the Tesseract needs to be fought by the, the scepter because that's how you stop it. She goes to get it as she's doing that. Cap and Thor are fighting, which we never would have known ten years later. How special that moment is of Cap and Thor fighting together, and how much of a bro moment that is. While mm. they're science bros, Hammer and Shield bros work really well together. bro. Yeah, man. Um. So, but at this moment, the 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 tide is turning. The Avengers are kind of losing. Iron Man's like flying, falling down, and he's getting wrecked by all the Shatari. Hulk is being overwhelmed by the Shatari force. They like severely outmanning him. Uh, Cap and Thor are are losing breath. And finally, uh, we find out that the council, quote unquote, is launching a nuke at New York City because it's very American. If we can't well, control something, we'll launch a nuke at it.
1: And we also now know that the entire Shield Council was Hydra.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know we didn't know it then. Right. But now we know. Now we And uh whatever, you know, it's always it's always American as fuck to nuke something. Sure. Um so they're launching a nuke. Fury tells Stark what's happening. Stark is like, "Okay, I'll send all the tells jarvis to send all the energy to the thrusters he catches up with it black widow says i could shut down the portal caps like do it starks like no i've got the nuke
1: yep and i know start, exactly where to put it
0: exactly and he launches it right at the fucking what the hive brain or the or the home base whatever of the it is yeah
1: well he goes through the portal which again So this is another great character moment because one of Cap's criticisms to Stark earlier in the movie is you're not the guy to make the sacrifice play.
0: Right. Stop calling yourself a hero when you're not.
1: Yeah. And this this obviously has an impact on Tony. And this is a moment not to prove to everyone else, but I think it's to prove to himself that he is that guy or he can be. That's exactly th- what he does. He Because he's got no way of knowing he can make it back through that portal. Right. He just put he, him, the suit, the missile, go right through that portal so he can deliver the payload to, like you said, the Chitari home base, whatever carrier they're coming out of.
0: Which also, at the same time, as he's riding the fucking nuke up, he makes a call to Pepper Potts.
1: And the but, fails.
0: Uh, the, She doesn't pick it up. It's on vibrate and she's looking at the news. Yeah. And, you know, again, I would like to say great planning, great forethought by Marvel, because we get that again in Endgame where he's floating aimlessly in space. Yeah. And he's making, like, continuous voice messages to Pepper. Um, So... He loses connection. He loses Jarvis because there's no connection. Obviously, in space, there's no Stark satellite. Also, right. this moment gives us a lot of PTSD for Tony. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. This is an inciting incident for Age of Ultron mm-hmm. and Iron Man 3. This is very, very accurate to somebody yep. who deals with this traumatic experience. The Shatari die from the nuke. He falls through. Capt- before he falls through, cap says close it yeah because you can't risk it so yep. as soon as it blows up fucking Shatari die on on new york they all fucking fall down
1: yeah like and- they lose connection because they're there's some kind of biotechnical organisms Right. they're all connected to some kind of technological hive by that's why they all look vaguely metallic but yeah once that connection is broken they all like shut down then, and then, just before the aperture closes, we see the the uh, Stark's body,
0: right? And fucking Cap says, "Son of a gun!" And Thor is like, "He's he's falling too fast because he knows something's wrong." But who makes the save?
1: Fucking Hulk! It's so good. I love this save, dude. Like this is one of my this is one of those moments in the movie where I like loud in the theater cheered because it's so cool.
0: And and of course it would be perfect that Hulk does the save. Yeah. This is great. This really establishes Hulk as a hero. This is yeah. something really important for us Hulk fans that we need to see. So, grabs him. It's, it's I guess, the, the four main guys or main people of Avengers. Yes. Hulk, Thor, and Cap, surrounded by Iron Man's body. They think he's dead. Hulk does a roar. Wakes up fucking Iron Man and we get him talking about shawarma.
1: Well, he ripped <laughs> off his uh, uh, part of the suit.
0: Yeah, the mask.
1: Because he, yeah, he, he, he rips off the mask and then, yeah, literally uh, intimidates Stark into consciousness.
0: <laughs> Please tell me none of you kiss me or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He would only be so lucky to be kissed by Evans. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Thor says uh, our mission is not yet done. And they're like, oh, right, shawarma after. And they Mm -hmm. go to where Loki is, and we get the second shot. But this time, the real Avengers are there. Because I mentioned earlier, in Stuttgart, you have Loki looking up both Iron Man and Cap. And Natasha and the main Quinjet. But this time, it's all the Avengers. It's Clint, it's Natasha, Hulk, Iron Man without the helmet, Cap. And it's the Avengers, if it's all the same to you, I'll have that drink now.
1: I'll have that drink now. Yeah.
0: Um, it's kind of nice with a bow. We get a debrief from the council that we didn't know at, until later that it's Hydra. Asking Fury, where are the Avengers? Nobody knows. Oh, we also get a Stan Lee cameo. Uh, oh, yeah. Where, where they're interviewing uh, everybody in New York. And Stan Lee says, superheroes in New York. Uh what a croc or something yeah. like that. Like I'll that'll be the day or something. Um we get uh nobody understanding where the heroes are. They're all seeing Loki and Thor get teleported using the Tesseract back to Asgard. Yep. Science Bros get into an Acura, which I completely forgot. How much Acura paid for this fucking franchise? Oh, yeah. Like Tony. Has so much Acura love. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have uh, Hawkeye and Natasha drive off, and we get good old Cap smiling without a helmet on. My, how rebellious of him. On a mm-hmm. motorcycle. And uh, Fury saying they deserve their rest. We'll, we'll contact them when we need them type of thing. Um, so that's kind of the film, isn't it?
1: Uh yeah, I mean until we
0: get to the after credit. Well, so, well there's also
1: you know cause it's important that like uh I because I, again talking about the council being Hydra because the council is very uh uh concerned, let's say with the location of the Tesseract, and that's right. when he tells them, that's it's somewhere no one's gonna find it because it's back on fucking Asgard,
0: <laughs> right? And he's like, "Who allowed you to make that decision?" He said. Nobody wasn't allowed...
1: My, wasn't my call to make.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to argue with the God that made yeah. that call. <laughs> yeah
1: exactly. and yeah um, uh,
0: and then look, we
1: just talk about it here, just to get it all out of the way, is yeah, we get the the mid-credit scene, which is where uh, the other tells his superior that the plan uh, that is futile to attack Earth as fighting the Avengers is like courting death.:
0: And then we get the face.
1: The first view, which is not the final look we get, but still, it's the first look we get of uh, a Thanos.
0: With that smile. Mm-hmm. Which, man, the emotion. Because calling back to that, like, the first time I sat in the theater and the first time I see that fucking after credits, I lost my proverbial mind seeing Thanos. Which at oh, first yeah. I thought I thought it was a scroll, and then I looked, and it was oh, it's it's a gold uh, fucking helmet around, and there's the chin. Yeah, no, that's fucking Thanos, and yeah, that's it was fucking crazy. Which of course, if by the you bring way, it's, Thanos, worth, noting, it's oh.
1: worth noting. that at this point, Thanos hasn't even really uh, Josh Been Brolin. Yeah, Josh Brolin is not involved at all. He's played by an actor called Damien Poitier. Uh, who will later on in interviews uh, voice his uh, uh, his distress at not getting to play the character.
0: Which is a shame. I agree with him. But Josh Brolin has such a good voice.
1: He, yeah, yeah. Brolin nailed it. But uh, yeah. Oh, and, and we do get one final end credit scene, <laughs> which is them all eating at shawarma.
0: Right. Didn't you tell me? There's a reason why Cap is blocking his uh face.
1: So, the first off, there's a reason why everyone looks like they're laughing or they're trying to hold back a laugh, and it's because Cap has a prosthetic chin on the entire like lower he's uh, I forget what movie this is for. I think it was for Snowpiercer. I don't remember. Mm. He's got facial hair. But they came back for reshoots to film this after credit scene, but he couldn't shave that facial hair. So they literally put this prosthetic like chin slash nose mouth thing on him and everyone thinks it looks fucking ridiculous. So everyone's holding back a laugh and he's stifling his laugh slash hiding the prosthetic by like burying his fucking mouth and face into the into his fist. It's just funny to see that everyone, like, because it looks like exactly that. Everyone's trying to hold back a laugh, and that's why. It's because Chris Evans looks stupid.
0: Uh. Which is funny to see that Josh Whedon, this wouldn't be the first, I'm sorry, this wouldn't be the last time he has to deal with facial hair on a main character
1: <laughs>
0: in a reshoot situation, also with a Boy Scout. It's true. A blue and, wow. a blue and red Boy Scout, yeah. You know, life—life and life its little ironies. Uh, uh, I know. Overall, after watching it again, I will say um, I'm more fond of it than I than I remember being. This, this, this is getting. I didn't used to think of it that much, and after watching it, I used to. I don't know. Josh Whedon and Age of Ultron kind of like soured on me. So then sure. I didn't I didn't think about Avengers 1 that much. But watching it for this special and watching it for the 10-year anniversary and watching it for our own 10-year anniversary, it uh I gotta say, it's it's a solid nine out of ten for me. This this I'm I may be biased, but goddammit, if I'm biased, I'm biased. This is it it's emotionally enjoyable and it and yeah. it makes me feel good.
1: I mean it's 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 easy to understand why so many people suffer from like superhero fatigue now. Um but this was a time before that and this was like I said like we've had a lot of amazing moments since Avengers you know uh, most recently with no way home but this was that first moment I think in superhero media where it really felt like we've arrived. You know what I mean? Like like this was that moment of like, oh no, like superhero movies, this is not just a niche thing anymore. Like this is a major event. This has cultural significance. And it does, obviously. It's 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 the staying power has proven that. Mm. Um and yeah, I mean that the that, that that feeling has never really left me. Uh Avengers is not my favorite movie in the MCU, but it, it nothing else has really come close to the feeling I felt while watching this movie.
0: Yeah, I uh I think that sums it up well for everybody. If, if you haven't seen it, if you have two hours to kill, I, I strongly recommend it. Just, just because of how much it means to the cinematic industry at this point. I, I would hope that Disney kind of re-releases this in theaters just because it's, it's 10 years since it came out. It'd be a nice little remember where we come from.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, and, that, that would be cool. I mean, I don't know what what else there is to say about this movie, really, because it, it's it at, at this point, you know, in this long history of the MCU, it stands there as this is what really well, this is when the MCU showed up. This is what defined the MCU. Was this was also
0: the first of many billion-dollar releases for Disney? Oh yeah. This is where a lot of people's jobs were on the line to see if this pulls off or not. And it pulled off in a big fucking way.
1: Oh, yeah. What was the budget for Avengers 1?
0: I believe it was 150 to 200 million. Wow.
1: 220 million. Uh, I was off. Still, Um, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big gamble. For again, at the time at a time when superhero movies were not yet I mean they were getting there, but they weren't the unstoppable force that they are now. That's a big gamble to put in.
0: Well, before this, it was hit and miss at this yeah. point. Because before yep. this, for example, Spider-Man 3 soured people. Um, at this time we just had Next the Dark Knight, uh uh Dark Knight was a success. X Men Three was a failure. Uh, Iron Man Two and Incredible Hulk were looked at were looked down upon. Superman you know. Returns. So, oh, less said about Superman Returns, the better. Um, just because, man, Singer, bro, fuck. Yep. Anyway, um, that being said, uh, please tell us your your thoughts on. On the Avengers 2012 um, Where were you? <laughs> yeah where were you when the Battle of New York took place? <laughs> um, let us know on Fanfreaks uh, Our Twitter and our Facebook group That is F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S That was my first time doing that Usually nice. it's you or George doing it You nailed I it I did all right. Yay! I get a cookie
1: And where can uh, they find you?
0: Uh you could find me on Twitter at Adrian Doodliness. And where can we find you, Dr. Rude?
1: I am at Doctor, that's DR Rude M D.
0: Uh on Twitter and on TikTok, right? You gotta start you gotta start making videos on TikTok, buddy. Sure. You're getting TikTok famous now. People are talking to you. Not only about <laughs> not only about Goku versus uh
1: Senpai noticed me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about uh, that later. Uh we, we will. Uh but before uh we really go, we should get our uh shout outs out of the way.
1: Um, as as usual, of course, I'd like to I'd like to give a shout out to our hunt boys. Uh I mean, these are guys that I talk to like more than my own family. <laughs> I talk to the uh, some of these guys once daily almost. Uh, so it's awesome that they're, that they're still listening into the show and still want to hear my voice even more than they have to hear it on PlayStation party chat. So, uh, thank you guys. Uh, this is for, of course, Jeff, Scott, Justin. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I want to thank, uh, my sister Cheyenne. They're amazing. All the freaks that, uh, that, you know, have, are in the group and listening. Thank you guys so much. Uh, and also just because I know some of y'all are still listening, all my D and D people who still listen in, uh, crows of the damned, uh, my, 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 my evil dead DM. Thank you guys so much.
0: Uh, I guess I'll do my shout outs. Uh, Lindsay misleading our resident Satana Zatara, Jesus, Valentine, Nicholas, your Paul Fusek, Oscar Ortiz, the Robot Stone age crew, Cody, CJ, Kehlani, much love to you guys uh some of the boners that uh we know uh screechy kai cj the dj burnsey um von condersmite boogle uh barb and i I don't know anymore there's so
1: many of you guys but nonetheless thank you guys so much for listening you guys are awesome
0: uh take care guys and uh I don't know. Stay assembled, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye, freaks. Stay assembled? Really?